It's a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today we are going to tackle possibly some more narratives going into the Kachuk trade. We're also going to discuss where does Sergei Bobrovsky rank as far as top goalies in the NHL. And in the third and final segment, we are going to get into the mindset of training camp because we are in September which means it's near. We're going to discuss that more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, September 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, we are quite still a few weeks away from the start of training camp, and it's it's really exciting. The countdown, the countdown is just getting lower and lower. I'm just going to check my countdown calendar uh, real quick on how many exactly how many days there are until oh a countdown app just uh just made some noise all right we are 36 days 36 days away from the first game of the season against New York Islanders 36 crazy to think but we're going to discuss that more in segment number 3 but we I want to tackle a few narratives talking about the Kachuk trade, Matt, Matthew coming to the Panthers. And really, the so there's been a little bit of talk about Matthew Kachuk and Calgary Flames and the possibility of him being captain and then being possibly rejected from, from being the captain and then coming over to Florida and possibly wanting to be the guy and the captain for the Panthers. And we also, there's also an article about Aaron Eckblad losing, a, losing a friend in Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto. That was an article written by David Wilson of the Miami Herald. And then Matthew Kachuk coming in and a text message saying that we're, I'm, I'm ready to win multiple cups, but there's also that, that, that narrative around about Matthew Kachuk, possibly not being a captain for the Calgary Flames and then coming here and being so doing so. And something a conversation that uh Kirby, Ryan, and David uh spoke about in the FLA Cats hockey podcast. I gotta bring I gotta bring Kirby back, that's for sure. A great conversation uh the other day with Kirby. But something that I did take away from that conversation, go listen to the show. Um they they do great work over there. Uh, talk about how Ekblad could have possibly been the captain of this Florida Panthers team after uh, being drafted in 2014 and seeing 
uh, the track record and seeing the trajectory of his career of possibly being the guy for the for the Panthers. But I think with the with Matthew Kachuk coming into the mix, I think he can push Barkov to be an even better captain because Matthew Kachuk being a guy who's not going to be quiet on the ice. He's going to, especially after the whistle, I think that Kachuk is going to really elevate both Ekblad and Barkov to a, a different level and a different type of leadership too. And, you know, at least on the ice and even in the media, we don't see Barkov as a raw, raw guy. But we don't know what goes on in that locker room, like behind the scenes. Sure, I I, I, I go to press conferences. I go to morning skates from time to time in the games. But there's only so much that we can see right then and there. That's right in front of our eyes about how they communicate with each other. But, you know... There's only a there. There's only so much you could expose out in the open, versus what they talk about behind closed doors, and how someone like Barkov would gather the troops to to just say, "Hey, we're not playing well," or "Hey, guys, we are playing well." I, I still feel that Barkov is a lead by example kind of captain, but Matthew Kachuk and Aaron Ekblad. I feel with Kachuk's grittiness that he can elevate both of their games to a different level. Something that, that what, that not saying that it wasn't existent before, but something that could be elevated for, for sure. And I don't, for me personally, as a fan and as a person who covers this team, I don't, it it really doesn't matter if Barkov has the C or if Kachuk has the C. I just care about how they perform on the ice. And the performance speaks for itself for Barkov in his career. Really, if it weren't for an injury, he'd be a 40-goal scorer this year. But something that Kirby Lupal spoke about the other day coming on the on the show, talking about how... The slow start for Barkov historically in October and November is is something noteworthy. And that a good start this year is very I, I feel like it's very very crucial once again to set the pace for for this team. Because we in the we as the fan base local and national media all say that on paper that this is a step back for the Panthers, which I'm going to cover more tomorrow. Asking the question is, is it fair for us to say that the Panthers will actually take a step back on paper? Is it, is it fair? Are we, are we just, crapping on them too much based on their failed uh the, their failed postseason and then the moves after so we're going to discuss that more not on this episode but the next one so something to keep in mind panther fans for for that in segment number two we are going to discuss the top goalies in the nhl is sergey Bobrovsky one of the top goalies and if not 
where does he rank as far as top goalies in the NHL? But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com and snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat or you can or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, new cookie dough chunk puffs is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light fluffy texture. So good. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing on this Wednesday, September 7th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And the NHL Network decided to rank their top 10 goalies in, in the league. And to nobody's surprise, at least me, at least my surprise, uh, Sergey Borowski was not in the top 10. But this was a top 10 that was just released but there was no link attached to it based on the rest of the NHL. So it was just top 10 and that's it. So I wanted to do a little bit of an experiment and just look at every single goalie, at least starter in, in the NHL and ask myself, is Sergei Bobrovsky better than that goalie? Let me, let me read off the top 10 first. Number 10, Marc-Andre Fleur, the Minnesota Wild. Number 9, Jake Ottinger, the Dallas Stars. Number 8, Freddie Anderson of the Carolina Hurricanes. Number 7, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. Number 6, Thatcher Demko, the Canucks. Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders. Jacob Markstrom of the Calgary Flames. By the way, congratulations, Jacob Markstrom and his uh, wife on a who will be birthing a baby boy later this year. UC Soros, number 3 of the Nashville Predators. Igor Sesterkin of the New York Rangers at number two and Andre Vasilevsky at number one. So that rounds out the top 10. And good news, Panther fans. There's only one goalie from the Atlantic Division in that top 10. We talked about how stacked this division is, but only one goalie in this division happens to be in the top 10. Sure. It happens to be number one in the rankings. We we but we all knew this. But the fact that there's only one, hey, it's a it, it's not it's not the worst situation for the Panthers to be in. So I wanted to go one by one. Uh and just maybe like a little bit of rapid fire, maybe go through like a one to two sentence explanation on why I think that Sergey Borovsky could be better than this this goalie or not. So so I, I'm going to go one by one of all the goalies not in the top 10. So if you don't hear a name when I go from the divisions, it's because those goalies happen to be in the in the top 10 of the list. So starting with the Atlantic, is Sergey Borowski better than Matt Murray? I'm going to say yes. Two Stanley Cups for, yes, 
Matt Murray has two Stanley Cups to his name. But ever since ever since he uh, he left uh, Pittsburgh, and of course with dealing with the injuries that he has dealt with, I cannot say that Matt Murray is better than Sergey Brodsky. Cam Talbot, he was a he was a part of a one A one B tandem in Minnesota before he requested out. Now he is part of a one A one B tandem again in Ottawa. Except I think that Talbot is going to be more the one A, get the majority of the start, even though Anton Forsberg uh, had a great season last year. But I still don't think uh, Talbot is better than Sergey Borowski. Jeremy Swayman, young and promising goalie for the for the Boston Bruins, uh, was unfortunately victim to Tuukka Rask coming back and then retiring. Uh, part because he was part has an ELC and his waivers exempt, he went back down. Went back up, uh, played um, for them in the playoffs, uh, but still promising, young, but not better than Sergey Bobrovsky. A healthy Carey Price. Um, I assume Carey Price was off this list because we don't know whether he's going to play. A healthy Carey Price. I'm going to say no. That Sergey Bobrovsky is not better than Carey Price. But I don't know what the criteria of this list is uh, based on whether they are actively playing or not. If it's Carey Price, a healthy Carey Price, no. But if it's someone like Jake Allen and Sam Montebo, that uh, duel over there, remember that Jake Allen was uh, protected in the expansion draft from Seattle um, because there was uh, fear that he would be taken. Promising goalie for uh, Montreal, but not but not better than Sergey Bobrovsky. 40-year-old Craig Anderson, former Florida Panther Craig Anderson. I'm going to say no, especially – excuse me, yes. I'm going to say yes that Sergey Bobrovsky is better um, at at Craig Anderson's age right now. Billy Huso, this one's an interesting one. He had a better regular season and a better postseason than Sergey Bobrovsky recently. And I said earlier in this offseason that if it weren't for a commitment to Jordan Bennington, five more years left on that contract, by the way, for Bennington – and his numbers have just gone down ever since winning the Stanley Cup in 2019. Villahusa was a, a victim to a a large commitment to another goalie, which had him uh, traded um, to the Detroit Red Wings, his UFA rights, and then they negotiated with uh, Detroit, and then he signed a contract there. But I'm going to say that Villahusa is better than Sergei Bobrovsky right now. And I think the goalie situation in Detroit is a lot better than it was last season. The Metropolitan Division, uh, Elvis Merzlikens of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm going to say yes. Uh, New Jersey, man, that's one of the biggest question marks in, on their on their team. Uh, Mc, Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek uh, there. Of course, there were off-the-ice issues with Mackenzie Blackwood earlier this season. And there's, I expect the Devils to be competing for a wild-card spot, but I don't know if they make it. But they, but goalie is going to be their Achilles heel. So I'm going to say yes. Sergey Bobrovsky is better um, than Mackenzie Blackwood. Darcy Kemper of the Washington Capitals. And I had to really think about this uh, a little bit because yes, Darcy Kemper won a cup recently, but he wasn't the reason why the Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2010. The goalie who won a Stanley Cup with their said team did not return the very next season since the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks. He had a better he had a better regular season number wise, but postseason 
if you watch any of the Colorado Avalanche games, you saw that the Colorado defense was doing a great job of getting their bodies in front, not allowing many, many quality shots on Darcy Kemper. But the save percentage was really not so good. But on the other end, the Colorado Avalanche can score at will. And only lost uh, four games the whole postseason. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that Darcy Kemper is better than Sergei Borowski. But hey, he earned himself a contract uh, after being a Stanley Cup champion. Carter Hart, man, what a great 2020 uh, season uh, for Carter Hart. Earned himself a contract. And then everything has fallen apart in Philly. Uh, they got the number one seed after uh, be- winning all three of their games in their round one- robin, ad- um, advanced in a round. But it hasn't been anything since, really, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I feel bad for Carter Hart because I feel like it's it's not going to be – it's going to be really tough to evaluate him as a team that could possibly get the number one overall pick. But, of course, the Tortorella factor is that – they could possibly fit somewhere in the top 10 and not not fully tank because Philly, Chuck Fletcher, former um, assistant general manager of the Florida Panthers, Chuck Fletcher, uh, says that they, they're not going to rebuild. and But it's going to be hard to evaluate uh, Carter Hart. But I'm going to say, yes, Sergey Bobrovsky is better than Carter Hart. Tristan Jari, a better regular season this year, way better than, than, than the previous season. And he was a victim of injuries. Uh, this this postseason, we saw. Remember, we saw Louis Domingue uh, start m- majority of the games for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and unfortunately, due to a injury to Sidney Crosby, it really hurt their chances of advancing further into the postseason. Uh, Jari did start that final game against the against the New York Rangers, but just couldn't get it done and had a horrible postseason the year before. I mean, Sergey Borowski had a horrible postseason the year before as well, but track record, I'm going to give the, that as a tiebreaker to Sergey Borowski based on resume. All right, Pacific Division. No Chris Drieger for the first few months of the season, torn ACL. Um, Philip Grubauer, Vezina Trophy finalist, Stanley Cup champion, even though he played a backup role when he won a Stanley Cup. Um, hasn't been the best uh, first year for uh, Philip Grubauer in Seattle, so I'm going to say yes. Vegas, Robin Leonard's hurt. Laurent Broussois is hurt as well. Uh, he won't be playing until probably January, uh, which makes the Aiden Hill trade for to be their second-string goalie uh, make sense. So Logan Thompson is likely going to get a majority of the starts for Vegas, but he hasn't he hasn't played a full season in his NHL career, so yes. San Jose, James Reimer and Capo Kakinen. Um, yes, that one's that one's a definite yes because let's not forget before Sergey Bobrovsky signed the day before James Reimer was traded to the Carolina Hurricanes. That was part of the Scott Darling deal that eventually the Florida Panthers bought out of that deal. Which one more year left of that on the on the books for the Panthers? Jonathan Quick, thirty six years old. Up there in age, had a better season this year. One year left on his deal uh, before likely the Kings are gonna give the crease mostly to Kyle Peterson, even though he signed his deal previously. But uh, a bounce back season from Jonathan Quick had the majority of the starts. 
not so great postseason numbers wise, but you're going against an Edmonton Oilers team that just it's really hard to stop. So I'm not going to put that that uh, postseason on Jonathan Quick. It's it, the the Kings did what they could coming out of their slight rebuild against the the Edmonton Oilers, but. I'm going to say Bobrovsky's better right now than Jonathan Quick, but barely better. I'll give the age, the fact that Bobrovsky's a few years younger, a little bit of an edge over Jonathan Quick in this one. John Gibson, this was another hard one for the Panthers because I, um, excuse me, the Ducks, because um, John Gibson, I feel like if he's in a better situation outside of Anaheim, you can see so much success with John Gibson. Late 20s. There, I, I feel that maybe if the Anaheim Ducks are not in a position of winning come trade deadline, we could very well see a trade for John Gibson. Um, it, he does ha- have a pretty heavy cap hit, but in a better situation, I think John Gibson could v- very well succeed. And it's just a, it's just probably another year of rebuilding for the Anaheim Ducks. But I'm also going to say barely yes for Sergey Bobrovsky being better. And even though I don't really pull up advanced stats on this show, um, there was a time where, at least in the in in the middle of the season, where there was a stat about goal goals saved above expected. Sergey Bobrovsky was pretty much up there for for most of the season. I'd have to double check on that stat again about where he uh, stands. Edmonton, uh, Jack Campbell signed a new deal after playing in Toronto the year before. Better regular season, not the best round one uh, this time around. And I'm going based on, uh, there might be a little bit of recency bias because Sergey Bobrovsky, once again, was not the issue for the Panthers. So I'm going to say yes, better than uh, Jack Campbell. Central Division, uh, Colin Vimalka, yes. Uh, Alexander Georgiev, uh, still hasn't played, a, hasn't had the full workload of a season just yet for in his career playing with the New York Rangers behind Igor Sesterkin, a Vesna Trophy winner. And then now he's getting his opportunity to be the full-time guy in Colorado after them being in a cap crunch, not being able to re-sign Darcy Kemper. Jordan Binnington, definitely, yes. Uh, every every um, save percentage has gone down. Goals against average has gone up in the last, ever since winning a cup. So yes. Last one, Peter Morasic of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, remember that Toronto traded first to get uh, him off the roster. So, and the writing's on the wall for the Blackhawks to go in uh, rebuild uh, for for this one. So, yes, Sergey Borowski is better than Peter Morazic. So, really, where do, where does uh, Sergey Borowski range now? And as far as top goalies in the NHL, he is somewhere around twelve or thirteen in my in my eyes. You know. Some people could argue Jonathan Quick and John Gibson possibly being being better, but I said that Sergey Borowski has a slight edge based on recent history um, for the Panthers. And, of course, w- who knows what those guys right behind them would be in a better situation. Uh, Vili Husso, I have him slightly ahead of him based on his uh, previous season in St. Louis. And I even looked up uh, some some goalie rankings. I did find a fantasy ranking for the NHL and it had Sergey Bobrovsky from NHL.com. And even though fantasy is different than real life, 
has Sergei Bobrovsky ranked as the 12th goalie um, this year coming into the NHL. So good situation for the Panthers to be in. And yeah, we ha- we still have to reevaluate Bob uh, once he once the season starts, and because we can't we can't expect a carbon copy of last year's performance to just automatically be this year. It's it's one season at a time for Bobrovsky for 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 him that's for sure. But hey, top twelve isn't a, a bad position to to be in for for the ten million dollar man. That's for sure. In segment number three, we are going to get into the mindset of training camp as it is just over two weeks away. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. And we are just 22 days. Actually, no, no, 15 days away. Sorry, my math was wrong on that one. 15 days from the first training camp practice. And I, in the middle of my day job yesterday, was very fortunate to get an email from Panthers PR saying when Media Day will be. Mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because Media Day will be held on September 21st at FLA Live Arena. So lots of excitement coming into the season. I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. And then the first practice will be the very next day, September 22nd. You'll see everything you see as far as in-arena promos, um, possibly the wear from FLA Team Shop. That's all going to be done on that day um, for for the Panthers. Um, There was a recent article by by Colby Guy of Florida Hockey Now talking about possible new arena name as well for for the Panthers. Of course, we've seen... FLA Live Arena the last year after the whole BB&T SunTrust merger kind of forced the name change for the Panthers, but we always knew that FLA Live Arena was going to be a temporary name for the Panthers, uh, for excuse me, for the arena in Broward County. Um, War Memorial is still expected to be open around 2023, so we're going to have yet another year of the Panthers practicing in Coral Springs um, if they're not practicing at the arena. Training camp rosters, um, as according to NHL.com, have been announced. But two notable players that are missing, Grigory Denisenko and Alexei Hepiniemi. And a lot of questions, I was looking at the, some of the comments about those two, wondering why they're off the roster. And there was only one reply from George Richards saying because of contract status. And I was thinking, okay, Grigory Denisenko is on his last year of his ELC. Alexei Hepiniemi is not on his ELC anymore. Got a one-year prove-it deal. And so I was looking up every single... I was trying to put the puzzle pieces together of players who have one year left, but then they'll become an RFA. Uh, so he was talking about contract status for, for the Panthers. And I was trying to really connect the dots, and I still couldn't really connect them because every single other player that is an RFA or is uh, arbitration eligible, like uh, Logan Hutzko, he, he's on he's on the roster. Connor Bonneman, he's on the roster, on the training camp roster. Uh, Sir Noel's on it. Uh, Max Gildon, John Lugman. And we're talking about players who are on expiring deals too. So it's a little confusing on why, and I, and I hate to say this, but I don't really know the exact answer on why they're left off. 
But I could possibly take maybe a little bit of a guess. It could be it could mean one of a few things. It could either mean a management is very sure that they're going to be on play some role, and because there you can only carry so many guys on the training camp roster, and the fact that the Panthers signed a lot of small one-year deals, a lot of two-way deals, actually. because So the Panthers aren't going to lose a lot of players due to waivers this season, and maybe one or two. Um, but you're not going to – it's not going to be often where you see the Elliott Freemans of the world saying and the Chris Johnstons of the world saying blank from the Florida Panthers has been claimed by someone else. You're, we're not, we're not going to see we're, – we're likely not going to see a lot of that. But that could that could mean that, or or it could mean that the Panthers management could be ready to move on from the from those guys. But I'm I'm more on the side of the former in this one. I think that the Panthers that that these two are going to have some type of role on the team. I believe that. But also that the GM and the head coach are two people who did not draft these guys. So that's a little bit of a different territory, no pun intended, for those two to be in. Because it feels like that this is both of their final shots this year on the team. Of course, Duclair's injury is going to open up some doors for Grigory Denisenko. And if if this Denisenko is going to play uh, a large, consistent role on this team, he'll need to play some top-line minutes because that is where, in my opinion, where he's going to succeed the most, obviously. But, of course, the re- but also the reason behind that is because of other play- uh, the, uh, the ability to make something happen based on better talent around him in, in a bark off on that first line or Sam Bennett on, on the, on that second line, who's going to help him elevate bottom six role. It, it, it's not going to help as much. And you want to create some confidence in this dude as well. Same thing with, with Hepo um, as well. You, you might see him. I don't think he'll be on the fourth line um, consistently, but we could see him mostly play on that third line with Anton Lindell, two young guys on the same line, because we don't know. We don't know how Palmeris is going to structure his lines because it's no guarantee that Sam Reinhart is going to be on that third line with Anton Lindell for his second year in a row. We don't know that. But if Maurice wants to balance things more, have Reinhart knowing that Reinhardt has that chemistry with Lundell and then Denisenko or Heponiemi go on that right side on the top and they succeed along with Anton Lundell taking that next step. There were popping bottles here, guys. Emotional bottles, at least. So that that is uh, that is something that is a hope for myself with Denisenko and Heponiemi. And of course, the Panthers want him to succeed. But knowing that these are two guys in Zito and Palmarias that didn't bring them in together, there's no emotional attachment. Let, let's 
let's kind of be prepared in case anything happens. Uh, because, listen, before that trade on a Friday night in July, I was thinking that Jonathan Huberto was going to be here for the long term. And Bill Zito said, nah. So nothing surprises me anymore from Bill Zito on any move that he makes in in relation to in, in relation to the, trying to make this team better and trying to bring in better pieces on the farm. So but once again, I do believe that Gregor Denisenko and Alexi Hepaniami will have some type of role on this team. So like I said, 15 days away from the first practice of training camp. And then just a few days later is the first split squad doubleheader game against the Nashville Predators. And it's going to be exciting. In a few weeks, we'll be back to five days a week. We're still going to continue this uh, three uh, three days a week uh, on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But hey, guys, let's get into the mindset of that the season is here. Yeah, football starts this Sunday. Go Dolphins. But shortly after will be the start of Florida Panthers hockey. And I'm excited about it. And I hope you guys are too. So make sure to make sure to also listen to Friday's episode where I, I teased uh, I teased a little bit of a talking point. I was like, is it justified of how we see the Florida Panthers of them actually taking a step back this season? Is it justified based on everything that we spoke about this offseason for the Panthers? So Ponder on that, and then we'll talk about it on Friday uh, with uh, Nick Fairbanks uh, here on a Fairbanks Friday. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.